coming up on this episode of The Extra Mile. And with this position, uh, unlike some of the other ones I've had within the department, we see the funding, the, the, you know, the programming side of it at the very beginning, and we close the project out. So we are with the project for every phase of its life. One might awesome. say on the hook through the whole thing. Huh? That's correct. Did you know MDOT spends $3.2 million a year picking up litter? That's money we could use to maintain roads and bridges, patch potholes, and focus on improving Mississippi's infrastructure. It's our job to pick up litter, but it's your job not to litter. Yet 62% of all Mississippi litter is deliberate. We can't do our job if you don't do yours. Visit GoMDOT.com slash DontTrashMS to learn ways you can help. Don't Trash Mississippi. That's nearly $2 billion, and that's money that's going to be spent on improving safety, enhancing mobility, and improving economic growth and development in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, and with this historic funding from the legislature, new construction will be popping up all over Mississippi. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast. Men and women of the Department of Transportation are up to the task and up to make sure that we deliver a product that the taxpayers uh, can be proud of. So I'm ready for us to go to work. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Deputy Director of Public Affairs, Paul Katul, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft. He is the Director of Public Affairs at the agency. And listen, Will, we are always blessed. We're very grateful to be able to go around the state and talk to, to guests outside of the agencies. That That is always very, very fun. But to me, it's really nice to be able to talk to our own folks sometimes. Right. Lots of different jobs that they have here at MDOT and a very, very interesting job today. We have Mr. Lee Frederick, who serves as the MDOT State LPA Engineer. That's uh, LPA is Local Public Agency. Uh, Lee, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us today. But I really appreciate the opportunity to come out. Really do. We, Absolutely. Uh, we've been looking for a, a good reason to get you guys on. Uh, you know, several of your folks have come by and checked out the little the, the setup here and have mentioned wanting to get us get on uh, an episode. So we're appreciate you joining us, man. Absolutely, Talk. absolutely. Like I said, uh, likewise, I want to throw out the, the gratitude toward uh, Public Affairs. If it had not been for Public Affairs Division, um, I'm fairly confident that LPA would not have its current training program, which we are eternally grateful for. Special shout out Drew Hall there. Drew Hall. Well, let's just get this thing rolling. I mentioned LPA, local public agency. That's a, that's a big term. Can you go ahead and just define that for me? Well, so I'll be honest. There's a lot of different ways that you can interpret LPA. If you ask uh, some of the folks uh, that work with us, it, and it comes across as kind of a uh, dirty acronym. They may <laughs> say that we're a large pain in the, and you can fill in the blank. <laughs> Um, but no, LPA is any of the, the counties, the cities, the, the towns, the, um, the municipalities, um, uh, and institutions of higher learning across the state. And we get to get to help every one of them that solicits federal funding from federal highways. Very interesting. So, I mean, it's essentially any like local county government. Uh, you said university too. I don't mm-hmm. know if I actually realized that they, they were considered LPA. Yep. Probably did. Maybe forgot it already. Uh, okay, interesting. Right. So we've had an opportunity to uh, go out and uh, visit with Mississippi State, with uh, Ole Miss. I think on a couple of occasions, 
Southern Miss. Uh, the the <laughs> the, uh, uh, the community colleges around the state too. I think we've touched every campus, and if not, we've gotten really close. So a big cool. broad uh, category, or uh, I guess list of folks that are, that you guys work with. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Well, so, you know, we, we talk about a lot on the show about how, you know, we handle the state-maintained projects. Those are interstates, highways, bridges, that sort of thing. But in a roundabout way, we do, like you said, kind of work with those local uh, local ag- local public agencies. So can you kind of talk to us about how you work with, uh, with the LPAs? Absolutely. So uh, whenever an LPA goes out and they solicit federal funds, whether it be through a uh, earmark that they get from a you know, a U.S. Senator, a U.S. Representative, and, and they're granted those those funds. Uh, we get notification of that. We reach out to the to the entity, the LPA, we'll say uh, uh, to the top down there. Hattiesburg, uh, yeah. To the, uh, either Hattiesburg, Southern Miss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of those entities receives some sum of federal funding. We reach out to them. We activate the project. We enter into a memorandum of agreement, and we – walk them through the uh, the federal aid process so a lot of times they will um, they will procure a consultant to kind of help with all the design and uh, all the paperwork the red tape if you will that, that kind of goes along with those funds and we just try to make sure that every step is followed so you guys cool. are you're actually designing or constructing the project no. just kind of facilitating the, the funding of it to, to the local we're just trying to make sure okay. that all the rules are followed and with this position uh, unlike some of the other ones I've had within the department we see the funding the the you know the program inside of it at the very beginning and we close the project out so we are with the project for every phase of its life one might awesome. say on the hook awesome. through the whole thing huh? that's correct there you go <laughs> got to stay on top of it and so you know we we're talking roads and bridges but that's just not what lpa does so they it could even be like sidewalks right that's correct so we we run the entire gambit i think we've uh um last year one of the transportation alternative projects that, or maybe been two years ago uh we had a uh, uh, like a horse trail uh, down in District 6 that was awarded. Uh, we've had, you know, from that end of the spectrum all the way over to the Lake Harbor Bridge that oh, yeah. uh, that spans I-55. I mean, we have a little bit of everything. Very cool. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're going to get into some of those projects too here in just a second. One thing I, I want to make sure I mention, so as far as like the makeup of your team, all the, all the folks that do all this work we're talking about, so is it just engineers in your group? Absolutely not, no. Um, we it, it is a strong team that I have down in LPA division. It's made up of uh, engineers, non-engineers, and everyone that works down there. And I don't mind. Um, I have uh, let's see, we've got Mitchell Young, my assistant, uh, who is an engineer. Obviously, the assistant LPA engineer, state LPA engineer, uh, Will Andrews. He is uh, also a, a relatively new asset to the, the division. He's overseeing uh, all of the city of Jackson projects and acts as okay. the district LPA engineer with them. Then we have uh, Paula Morgan, Lindsay Killebrew, Donna Ellis, and Callie Rush. Um, and they are uh, pretty much what makes the program run as it should. They are the uh, the, the folks behind the scenes that, that you never get to see. Or uh, you, If you have the privilege of talking to them, you actually speak to intelligent folks <laughs> in my division, which is uh, – which is a blessing. It's good to have those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and then as you expand beyond the, the administration building here, you have uh, uh, 
LPA engineers across the state. District 1, you have Travis Wampler, Jeff Wages. District 2, you have Brian Copeland. 3, Lauren Landers. Uh, 5, Josh Tillery. 6, you have Chuck Starita. And 7, you have uh, Randy Dickerson and uh, Miss Nellie Wimberly. Nice. So the folks around the state that I just named in each one of the respective districts, those are the individuals that will help the entity through the day-to-day activities, getting the project off the ground, keeping it moving so that uh, you don't lose funding because some of these funds have sunset dates, um, and that making sure that every box gets checked throughout the process. Like that, you know, process. I'm sure it is a little bit of a, a burden just having to, you know, be a part of it, and it's not our project, and the funds is going somewhere else, and you know, just adding kind of another layer to it. But, you know, in an effort to kind of keep that decentralized momentum, you do have folks spread out around the states. Not like everything has to come right, know, right here. So right. I'm sure the folks out there appreciate that. Um, it, but one thing you mentioned, so how, what do you think your makeup is of engineers and non-engineers probably? Uh, within my office, it's uh, five out of eight okay. are, are non-engineers. Oh, wow. And that's, oh, wow. you know, shameless plug here for uh, recruiting purposes. Um, uh, something I felt, I feel like I, I'm made aware of continually. When I came to MDOT, you know, you just think it's engineering. It's a lot of engineers in here. But there are plenty of positions and work to be done. Uh, by non-engineers, so you know, just if, if you think, uh, well, I'm not an engineer, I don't, I don't have any reason to go check out what MDOT's hiring for. Think again, go take a look. Uh, obviously, we got the Public Affairs Division here. We're not, uh, in, not any of us are engineers, but uh, even spread out through some of these other divisions, you might think are more engineering focused. Um, you got positions available, so uh, always check out what we got hiring out there. No doubt, and I want to piggyback on that a little bit. You know, me and Will generally love our jobs at MDOT. We sure. get to do a podcast. That's pretty cool. So, Lee, I know you, you've been at MDOT, you've been a consultant as well. So can you kind of give a pitch for working at MDOT, Absolutely. working for the state? Absolutely. So um, I had the opportunity as I came out of college, go to work for a consultant, get get that level of experience and knowledge. And then you have the recession of 08 hit. And, um, you know, everybody's going through uh, tightening the belt, so to speak. So I was one of the ones that got laid off. Well, I was fortunate enough to land with MDOT. Um, uh had that opportunity, took it, ran with it, was fortunate enough to be in Holly Springs up in the project office and, uh, you know, just couldn't have asked for a better situation to fall into. Everybody up there and still to this day are, are just truly some of my dearest friends and they're, they're really awesome. But um, just through, uh, you know, uh, several different opportunities that, that came available to, to me and my, my wife, um, she had the opportunity to move down south and uh, and we took a position here in Jackson. I got to come to construction division and open up a whole another uh, area of of experience. Um, that being said, working in different areas of the state, working both private and con- and uh, and public, there is nothing like work life balance. Working for MDOT, MDOT is a family. And, and you hear, you know, everybody right. up, upstairs, Brad says it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard Brian say it repeatedly. Um, but it truly is a family. Everybody, you know, depends on one another. And it's it's something that uh, you can't pass up the camaraderie. Uh, it was something that was very evident in Holly Springs. I mean, we hunted together. We played golf together. It was just uh, a, a team effort up there all the way around. Same thing when we got down here to construction division. I mean, it, it was just like uh, just like breathing. It was that easy. Um, so, it, you know, moving to LPA division, it was just 
taking up another notch. It's just we are a tight knit, tight knit, uh, excuse me, um, division because we're one of the smaller divisions. Since since I came in in 19, I think there was four uh, employees, oh, wow. and we've doubled in size uh, within the division. That is awesome. Yeah, and you guys are jamming up down, uh, jam up work down there. Uh, we you know love our LPA folks for sure. Uh, as you mentioned, 2019 came on board, so almost five years, four, just crossed over four coming up on five. You got it all figured out? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, MacDowell, the guy up in programming, he and I joke all the time, but we're always learning, learning from one another. And it's, it's the same with the, the uh, work that we do with an LPA division. Um, the process, federal aid process, is the, you know, you've got to have certain items as you go through a project. But how you arrive at those those milestones is never the same, and I'm that's sure. one of the things that makes it so interesting. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, I'm sure the regulations and rules and things like that continue to change. You guys got to be on top of that just as much as the actual LPA that's receiving the, the funding. Yeah, huh? Absolutely. So yeah. between the, the rules, regulations, and the personalities, that's what makes yeah. <laughs> makes life fun. A lot to learn. So, I mean, you went to school for engineering, right? So, And now you are an administrator, a manager, so... Uh, you know, what is it like, what, what kind of like transition is that going from, you know, being an engineer to kind of being like, you know, big picture kind of stuff? So I, I, I joke all the time that I am a, uh, you know, a introvert by, by education, but, you know, by profession, I'm probably not. And I think that most folks would tell you that I could, I could talk to the wall. And I think that there's probably a lot of legitimate legitimacy to that. Um, so that being said it it was a pretty a pretty big transition initially but after you know about six months or so it was fairly easy especially when you got all those good people down there absolutely to lean on that's uh, true i would say that's my number one thing around here you got (laughs) to have good folks and thankfully they are abundant uh no doubt about it well talking about uh some of the projects you mentioned some earlier we have had some uh social media posts and whatnot talking about lpa division partnerships you guys have with those um any kind of favorite or memorable project uh mercy um there's a couple that that stand out obviously each one of them has their own uh you know little place in your heart because you spend time with with every one of the entities uh you're out on the jobs uh you you make friends along the way whether it's uh, you know a mayor a city engineer a council member uh so just and I'm having to go way back a little bit but from uh you know from the project office probably my favorite job uh to get to work on was uh the I22 upgrades uh from Highway 78 to I22 uh growing up in northeast Mississippi I mean Highway 78 was our lifeblood um it, it was one of the major corridors and thoroughfares that we used you know daily yeah. um so that was that was kind of a, a big deal for me uh then coming down here transition to lpa division uh, one of the bigger jobs that that lpa division had you know some level of oversight on was the lake harbor extension where we bridged uh over i-55 they were uh you know a lot of uh, lane closures nighttime construction things of that nature and it, it was a really really fun cool project you, it, it's just so crazy and to kind of reiterate the diversity you know you go from like a horse trail you mentioned earlier to a bridge span of the interstate right you know pretty pretty opposite ends of the, the spectrum as far as a construction project goes and touch a little bit of all that's a that's pretty cool as far as LPA goes I like that aspect of it 
Um, one you mentioned, uh, uh, we were talking about before we got here, and what personally I love, the Hattiesburg roundabout that's just finished up recently. That thing is beautiful. So Hattiesburg has had the opportunity for several of the safety improvements. Um, we've had several pedestrian facilities that have been installed okay. down uh, down in Hattiesburg um, through our TA program. Um, and just just a little plug about the TA program. I know that, yeah. that we may have a little bit of time for that at the end, but the TA program is actually open right now, and we are taking applications through, I think it's October the 2nd. Okay. But, but the TA call is uh, something that the Transportation Commissioners would have a, uh, a say in and things of that nature. So. Uh, there's an online application through our uh, our uh, website there at uh, you know m.ms.gov, business center, LPA, local public agency, and then uh, you can find everything right there on the website. That's awesome. I completely. I mean, let me recant that before I say it. We absolutely knew that the application <laughs> cycle was open and planned this recording uh, as a result. We, we pull it up every single day for sure. Yeah. But uh, any other projects you want to kind of highlight that are kind of uh, currently going on or upcoming? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, like we'll mention a second ago, we are hopping right now. As we're coming into the, the end of the federal fiscal year, um, we, we run around like our hair's on fire, and I would if I had hair. <laughs> but um, uh, we have several big jobs that are coming up. Uh, reunion phase two here in oh, yeah. Madison County, and the, the sister project, Bozeman uh, Widening. Um, in our own backyard right right here in Jackson, we have the Medgar Evers Raise Grant that we're working on. That, that'll be coming up in a couple of years. Um, North Mississippi, you have the 182 Bill Grant in Starville that's, um, they're doing some retooling, and that one will be back out on the street advertising here pretty soon. And down on the coast, we're working with Gulfport on that uh, uh, interconnecting Gulfport project that they have which is a north-south corridor that's uh, just west of Highway 49. Wow. Statewide. Work everywhere, yeah. As Will says, wide open. Wide open. What is that, wide orange open. cones everywhere you look? I can't remember what our little saying was we came up with there at one point. Uh, man, that, that's exciting. Uh, I, I'm excited to get back out there and see some more of these projects. Like you said, we, we do spend a good bit of time getting to run around. Um, Hopefully we we got to pay more attention to the actual work that's going on. I'm so focused on not getting run over out there. Uh, True. Shameless plug real quick before we get into the good questions. Uh, Lee, how do you feel about litter? I hate litter. We do too. And as a result, we got a new litter campaign out there we're so proud of. Uh, Paul and Drew and all the folks have done a lot of work on. So uh, if you share those feelings about litter, please go check it out. Check out the new webpage, all kind of new resources and info on there. Um, hopefully you're seeing our, our ad that's out there talking about uh, how much we spend. And please, please, Mississippi, don't trash Mississippi. So uh, we love that. But nonetheless, let's talk about food. We like to eat. You were in... You know, uh, this is kind of my bailiwick a little bit more, being a plus-size gentleman. Uh, so, uh, well, you know, start us off here, uh, a near nearby restaurant. Is there a, is there a hot spot you got to go by at least once a week locally? Well, if I'm being honest. I know you're a Mama Hamels guy. I, I am. I am. And, you know, um, with that same same type of mentality, Pig and Pint is one of okay. my, oh, so my favorites. Uh, you can't really go wrong with the barbecue brisket nachos on skins. Uh, now, if you have a long, like a, a pretty big itinerary after lunch, probably not going to be your go-to. <laughs> but it's, uh, it is uh, 
Very, very, very good. I gotta keep it light. I'm gonna sneak in here with a, a, a fr- is it Frisco's Deli? Is that Frisco the- Deli? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, maybe not your absolute favorite, but a fantastic place for sure. And the reason I'm gonna throw it out here is because I've never been there and mentioned it, and you took me over there. So uh, you can advocate for the other places, but you also showed me a new one too. What about far away? If you ever getting out of the Jackson Metro, you got somewhere. If I'm out of Jackson, um, mercy. So back then in construction division, we kept a running list of all of our favorite places. Um, And I'm trying to think. There's so many across the state um, where I've had really good experiences, and I can't really think of a a bad experience. What about back like towards Holly Springs? So honestly, a lot of the places up that way, all right, Ajax. I love Ajax on the square. That's fair. Love it. It's very fair. It's a great place. Paul loves all things Oxford. Definitely. It's Another place you don't want to, like, you know, have anything really important to do after, right. after you eat there because you're pretty much spent. Right. Right. So um, I, I'm by nature a creature of habit whenever we go to certain locations. So I, I know that there are, you know, several burger places that you would go to or uh, maybe some – but. I always make the folks that are with me, they don't really have a choice. No, I mean, we're, we're probably going to go to Ajax. We're probably going to go, if we're in Tupelo, probably going to go to Harvey's uh, just because, um, I, you know, that was always the treat place growing up. And, okay. um, I, you know, I can't really. Oh, hey, if, if you find yourself, you know, in the passenger seat with Lee Frederick going towards lunch, let go, let God. He's going to take you somewhere good to eat. You can count on it. For sure, for sure. And if you find that list, you know, send it our way. We've got our own running list. That's so right. listen, the uh, the water cooler talk, like we just mentioned, is definitely food and public affairs. And then the other part of that is music. We have people that love all kinds of music, jam bands, country, rock and roll. So tell us who's your favorite or favorite bands and musicians. See, that's, that's really tough because uh, Will and I have had this discussion many, many times. And um, I... I I have a proclivity for exactly, uh, for the majority of the time, country music. However, like on the way in this morning, um, I had, I think it was George Strait, Merle Haggard, uh, maybe Alan Jackson, um, and then Howlin' Wolf. So it's just a little bit of everything all over the place. But you got to tie some Mississippi blues in there with, with yeah. anything, especially on a, you know, uh, any ride in. You've got to have that that one caveat, you know, like where you have strong country, Mississippi blues. Both of our recent guests, Mallory uh, White, keep one still called Mallory Pullen, with Mima. She was a uh, super diverse as far as her, you know, pot the the playlist for the ride in. She had all kind of stuff going on. Uh, sidebar: what, At what point does you know when does it become country or classic country? Because a lot of those, you know, some of those '90s songs were like 30 years. <laughs> You know, so, that's almost 30 years ago. So, Will, we're, we're not really going to get into that because um, that that's, that gets into age and you get to talking about sure. numbers and things of that nature. So, we, very fair. I'm going to stay away from that. What about a favorite concert that you've been to? Favorite concert? Hands down, all-time Zach Brown band. My really? wife nice. uh, surprised me with tickets. Uh, shoot, it's been years ago, but I still remember uh, whenever they came in and uh, the intro for free – the uh, yeah. you know the stage went dark. They had the American flag, and they started with a fiddle, off on the side, spotlighted. You get chills. Kind of got chills right now. It oh, was yeah. unbelievable. Got me in the moment. I felt like I was at the Zach Brown concert yeah. right there. I'm telling you, was that was, here? No, it was actually in Memphis at the okay. Forum. Yeah. Oh wow. Fantastic venue. That's a good choice right there. 
good, very, very good choice. So we, we love country music and public affairs. Right. Even some of us, you wouldn't think. We love it. So anyway, we got one more softball before we get in a little, uh, you know, kind of get you out of here. A few more questions for you, though. Uh, Mississippi summer travel spot. You know, I'm sure you get out there on the road. Where do you like to travel to in the state of Mississippi? So, um, wow. And like I told you before, everything about the division, those were all easy questions because, sure. you know, <laughs> we're talking about uh, uh, staff and uh, talking about, you know, what we love to do. These are the tough questions with the food and the music and, then yep. you know, the, the sunny spot that you'd like to go and relax at. Got to keep you on your toes. Um, gosh, I mean, honestly, Mississippi – summer spots that I get to go to are ball fields all across the state. It's fair. Uh, and coming uh, coming up pretty soon will be volleyball arenas uh, around the state. Uh, little girl is going to start playing volleyball here okay. pretty soon, so um, even in the heat I'll be able to beat it with an uh, indoor volleyball facility. I got no hops. Not, not Volleyball was not in the cards for me. Never was. No, being uh, being the, the size guy I was, um, that vertical was not very high. They're already up there over the net, man. Just reach up. <laughs> there you uh, go. So, okay, yeah, pretty, plenty of ball fields. That, that's very fair. It seems like it's an appropriate time, too. I continue to see Facebook and Twitter. You know, everybody's at the ball fields right now. Oh, it's yeah. just that time of year. Um, a shameless plug here, Paul, if you want to throw the summer travel, uh, check out the app. You know, anytime you're going to be uh, – uh, making plans, see what projects are going on. You get on there and see about road closures and stuff coming up. Um, and then uh, on that similar note, uh, you know, it is summertime. We are traveling, but it is also the midst of hurricane season. So just keep an eye on the weather out there, especially if you're going south. Um, I don't think there's a, you know, check the National Weather Service for the latest on the weather, not MDOT, but uh, I don't think there's anything brewing in the Gulf right this moment. But uh, certainly be aware of those, and for our coastal folks out there, check out the resources that we have on the website um, as far as hurricane prep, things, you know, that honestly, you know, it's part of our our duty here. We talk about hurricane prep, and it seems like every year we get, get back around to this time of year, and there's things that I have not thought about in a while that we need to check up on. I'm going to tell you, before we ever, you know, as we set, as we set our itinerary up to go across and visit projects throughout the state, one of the first things that we always check, we have the app, and we always check the uh, the website just to make sure, you know, there are no traffic notifications before we hit the road. I love it. No doubt. And people call us and ask about, you know, road conditions and stuff, and I always tell them, look, download the app in the Google Play or Apple Store. Or go to m.traffic.com because this is the same information we're giving you is available to the public. So get, go get that. And then talking about hurricanes, the website there is goem.com forward slash hurricanes. So please, if you're in South Mississippi, go ahead and check that out right now. Plan your evacuation route. But anyway, Lee, um, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Can you throw some contact information out there, maybe shout out to your team? Absolutely, absolutely. I want to thank them first off for everything that they do. I mean, it's it's really unbelievable that we are able to oversee um, the the number of projects and the, the various types of funds that we oversee without having a solid, solid uh, team. And it's it, – really is unbelievable um so downstairs to all of you uh will mitchell other, other will not me yeah no <laughs> will andrews uh mitchell paula Lindsay, donna and callie thank you so much around the state brian uh travis jeff lauren josh uh chuck randy and 
Miss Nelly, y'all are more awesome than I can express. I can give you a round of applause just for being able to yeah. remember all those names <laughs> and recite them. That's, that's good stuff. The man likes y'all out there. Yes. Absolute, Absolute rock stars. Well, Lee, again, love to have our MDOT folks on. Thank you so much for coming in and talking with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No doubt, for sure. So we'll just wrap things up right there. Uh, our listeners, our watch, our people that watch the show can visit goem.com forward slash the extra mile to check out the episodes. Remember to follow us on fa- uh, Facebook and Twitter at Mississippi DOT is the handle. We'll keep you up to date on all things MDOT. We always want to thank our, our editor, Drew Hall. He does everything behind the scenes for us, does a fantastic job. Without further ado, remember, drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. Please do.